Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Thursday, March 31st, the last day of the month. That's it, in the year 2022. That's pretty awesome. There won't be another one of these in your lifetime, just so you know. There's not going to be another March 30th, 2022, unless, of course, you got some black cube magic going on there that's like going to take you back in time, which, nah, that ain't happening. That's just a mess right there. Patriots, I'm just going to make it quick because you know the drill. You know the drill. We've got my pillow that makes this part of the show possible, and you know where to go because that is a great company to make sure you get great products to sleep and do take care of your sleep and your health. So mypillow.com, your promo code's Bards. You go over to mypillow.com forward slash Bards, and that's the Bards Nation's landing page, and there's all sorts of great stuff you can choose from. Use your promo code. Make yourself happy. Make yourself sleep well. Speak to a Patriot pillow counselor by calling the 800 number. All that's below the podcast. And then the other one is Expedition Coffee, which is the coffee for Bards Nation. One little scoop in the morning gets you going all day. Hyperdrive, it's what it is. Get your mind focused and your energy up. So check that out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com, as well as all the other health products there. Remember, everything on that site is designed to boost your immune system and keep you strong during this bioweapon cabal war against humanity. And that's what it is, because these people are absolute dirtbags. Remember, there is such a thing as pure evil. So if you're coming from that place of telling yourself, we have to all love and hug, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, that doesn't work on this channel. We're like, no, we, we do reach out and we all have great love for our neighbors, but the love and hug of everyone is like loving and hugging a black black, what did they, mamba, a black mamba, and thinking you're going to get away with it. Remember the little story of the snake that Trump liked to say. Not sure who that was directed at, but it's remember, the snake is still a snake. They'll bite you. Don't want any, any of that here. All right, so let's start out with just a round of some news. Check this out. This is an interesting one. For those of you that love Meta, I don't. Good morning. More concerning news about Meta and Facebook. The report out this morning shows that Meta gave away its customers' address, IP address, and phone number to hackers pretending to be cops. The hackers submitted emergency data request forms, which for some reason don't require a court order. The information was used to harass and financially exploit people. How many people did it affect? Meta said they received 21,700 emergency data requests and they granted 77% of them. Uh, your data's secure. Don't worry. Big tech's got you. Got you covered, making you feel safe and comfy. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. What a bunch of losers. Check this out. This is this should this will be a good start before the prayer. Porn destroys. Why do you think the god of this world, the devil, puts so much time and energy towards that industry? Every day in just the US alone, 37 new porn sites are created, 25% of all search engine entries are for porn, and 116,000 inquiries go out for child porn. Right now, every second, 28,000 people are watching porn, which means by the time you've watched this reel, 1.2 million people have polluted their mind with demonic destruction. In one study, nearly 50% of families reported porn as a problem in their home. And that's just the people who told the truth in the survey. Porn hates you. It doesn't love you. It doesn't fulfill you. It destroys you. 
Studies show that porn leads to adultery, divorce, misguided sexual development, abuse of women, abuse of children, anger, depression, laziness, concentration problems, and more, including loss of income and loss of your God-given sex drive, which he designed to be beautiful in the confines of marriage. It also leads to a host of other spiritual and mental issues, so much so that non-religious scientists have proven that your brain on porn is just like the brain of a drug addict. Stop letting porn go unchecked. Read 1 Corinthians 6.20, and Christian, remember who you belong to. Yeah, that's dead on. Christian, remember who you belong to. We don't belong to him. And, you know, so much of what we are witnessing right now is just this. We are seeing, if you have eyes to see and take a, just just stop in your world for a moment and look around and ask yourself what they're really, why they do the way things they do and look at what they're doing. Why do they constantly pressure the idea of negativity? Why are they pressuring constantly to push issues of fear? Why are they constantly pressuring and developing the attractions in everything being pornographic? Everything always wanting to be sexual, always wanting to be, be to develop the allure of sexuality. That's your world, our world, my world as well. I mean, our world collectively. Everything is about that. And when you water down, if you just pay attention to advertising, and that's a great one, most of the imagery we get is geared towards that divisive and hatred thing of pornography, sexualization, and then iconalization. Also division, because they always want to, they're, they're pushing the division of by color and by race and by class and all this other stuff. Everything about them is to destroy unity and to corrupt the very inner core of who we are. There's only one answer to all that. Shut it off. Literally shut it off. And porn is a highly addictive issue. It has been in the past a man's issue. Today it is equally a women's issue. The rise of women watching porn is off the charts. It's just ridiculous. The sexualization of our culture is at the core. If we, just, if we were to rip that piece alone out of it, most of our problems would reset. So we need wisdom. And wisdom is to be listening to God, and wisdom is to be listening to the core messages of, and taking the knowledge that God gives us to truly start growing in a deeper way, in an intimate way, with, with Christ and deep within Father. Look, everyone's going to make mistakes, but it's, that's the issue of repenting and coming back to Father. So it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today humbled and openly opening our hearts and whoever and wherever we are and whatever station we are in this world, opening our hearts and laying before you our misgivings, our sins, our transgressions. Let us be reminded in Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And Lord, we place before you a true true sense of the might and glory that you are and the understanding that there should be a measure of fear. So many have tried to minimize that, to say that fear is not true. It is not that. It's, it's simply massive 
respect or or the the glory of who you are but lord we <laughs> your wrath can be real and i it is truly spoken from my heart today that a that a a bit of fear is a healthy respect for all that you are and all that you've given us and lacking that fear we see what happens we see so many people drifting away walking away from the word walking away from your guidance digging themselves into these pits of addiction into the artificial places of porn. Lord, if only they could see the truth. If only they could see that most of what they're looking at in their sexualized images are actually men that are made to look like women. And most of what women are seeing is just artificially created. Just just to generate the response. Foolish minds, forgive them for what they have done. Forgive us all for these transgressions, Father. Give us a pure heart and let us acquire that pure heart to literally come to you to open our heart and open our sins, lay them out before us. No matter how difficult, no matter how hard that is to face, let us lay them before you. And there we humble ourselves and we ask for forgiveness. And Jesus, we, we ask for all that you have sacrificed for us to hear our words and we ask for that forgiveness. As we ask for the forgiveness of our nation, this nation is riddled with sins and we are being judged as a nation. And so let these burdens be lifted. Let us place them before you and let us accept the responsibility and accountability before you, Father. And now let us use that as lessons, as learning as strength to build the righteous fires to walk now into this world to reclaim the glory of your name and the glory of all that's created by you. Father, we have drifted so far as a people from the the worship and love of you, and it is such a convenient walk for so many to walk into the wide gate, the gate of temptation, that pathway that's constantly offering ease and satiation of desires, but there's nothing there. It's empty. So, Father, we pray that that emptiness can start to be present in people's hearts, that they can start to realize that the path that they're on is just not ever going to fulfill them. Not that it doesn't fulfill them and therefore they seek more of it, but that it becomes real to them that it will never fulfill them. And in so doing that they may turn away and turn back to you and let us be those lamps on the hill. We're imperfect, Father. We are so imperfect. And yet our hearts desire and seek you in the most abundant way. And in spite of our transgressions, we will put ourselves before you asking for that forgiveness so that we can once again reclaim that prominence of the beacon on the hill that others can see and be drawn to. Not that we can bring them to you, but we can point the way. And may that experience of living and being near the light and power of Christ that flows through us, may it be so profound that people seek it on their own, that their hearts open up and reach to it because we know Christ is there. We are so deeply humbled that we have this walk constantly with you, that we can push into you. 
that you can hear us, but let us be more truthful than ever before. This is a time now that we truly have to shed the past. We have to confront what we did, what we've done in our lives. For some, perhaps it's great. For some, it seems minimal. But for all of us, we're equal on this plane. And if we can respect that beauty and that glory of what you've been given us, that we can come to you and we can seek the forgiveness, true forgiveness, for our sins and the misgivings that we've done in our lives, that we can truly be reshaped and reborn in the image of Christ. And in so doing, we can reclaim that prominence of our walk in this earth. And let us not be so arrogant to think that we do it once and it's all over. Let us be humbled to know that this is a process. This is a a process of building intimacy with you as father and son, as you as father and daughter. Let us be humbled that way. That as we would with our parents, we would seek forgiveness, apologies, the things that we do and and we knew were wrong. Let us find that intimate and respectful relationship with you. Not to be afraid of coming to you, but instead to be honest to come to you. We could never imagine the amount of love that you have given us. We can't, in, in our corporal way of living in this world, this finite corporal silliness of love that we live in this world, we struggle with, con- with the concept of agape love, an immense and unlimited love that you have offered to us. We pray today that we can seek that that we can begin to feel that. And with that, the immense healing and the immense power it gives us over this darkness and this evil. It is such a world that we live in that the sword of the steel is seen always as the solution that needs to be cast aside. We need to be reminded that while there are always needs for watchers on the wall, that the power and the greatest power that we carry in this world is a power that isn't even of this world. It's a power that Christ showed us in the many different forms. The power of agape love to truly conquer this evil and to transition this world back to the control of the kingdom. Let us embrace that challenge. Let us walk truly with that intent to be closer and more pure in our walk with Christ. Guide us, protect us, and we say these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. We need a whole lot more Jesus in this world. We need a whole lot more temperance in this world as well. People are very scared as a whole right now. There's a lot of concerns. And I was having a conversation just a little bit ago about this before the show. It's when you, people get concerned and start to get fear and anxiety and worries. We close our minds down. We stop listening to the wisdom of God. Job 12, 13 to God belongs Wisdom and power, counsel and understanding are his. And as I read at the beginning of the prayer, Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We 
truly need to seek the wisdom of what we are living in in this time. And the wisdom is there. It's, it's greater than knowledge. And I would argue this. Those that are academically trained and buried deep into degrees and research, you have data. You have information. And to a certain degree, you gain knowledge. But with knowledge, you have to have wisdom. And wisdom comes from the greater hand of God. The wisdom of darkness is always me, exploitation, the benefits for myself, a struggle of scarcity of haves and have-nots. The wisdom of God is the absolute opposite. The wisdom of God is giving. It's building more in your life by giving more. It's acquiring to help others. It's not acquiring to possess. These are massively different paradigms. And we walk in a very narrow path right now that we we're touching each side, the old and the new, or the old and the renewed, perhaps, is a better way of saying that. We have to be able to share and to extend what we have to others. So when we talk about red-pilling people, or we talk about in opening people's hearts and minds, really what we're doing is we're sharing the wisdom and knowledge that God's given us. And we're trusting in God to provide the wisdom of the words to speak so that no matter what we speak, even if they don't receive it well, it's the seed that God needs to work within their heart. That's where engagement becomes so important and it becomes where words are life and life and death because it is important what we say. I I will be very honest. Every show that I do, I pray on before I go on, and I'm constantly, even now, having this check-in with God to make sure that what is said is appropriate to what he wants. I'm not always right. And there's times there's consequences that I come back to and I pray on and say, I, that wasn't what was intended. And I'll own those pieces. I have to. We all have to. We aren't perfect. But what we're striving to do is to be what God intends us to, to be the agents of this fight for God on the ground and to respect and truly honor all that was sacrificed for us. It's incredible when you think about it. We aren't trying to find another relationship with a priest to tell us or pastor to tell us how to think. I'm not condemning churches, if that's, but I am condemning the relationship where people become reliant on the words that the pastor speaks rather than building that intimacy with father as you must. We are the prodigy of God. And in a powerful way, he's given us something that I think we all struggle with at one point or another, the, what that true inheritance and birthright is. I've said, I've referred to this passage so many times in scripture and in over the last few months. And it always comes back to this one passage for me. It's actually two passages in fairness, because it comes back to two. And it's Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Red letter language, profound words. And yet we struggle with this feeling that we have no power. I, I read it 
almost every day somewhere of somebody talking about how I feel powerless. How can that possibly be when Jesus told us in his own words, we have authority over all the power of the enemy? How can we feel powerless? And part of that powerlessness, in my opinion, is the place that we come to is because we don't have an intimate relationship with Father. Instead, our relationship is through somebody else, an intermediary, a pastor, a priest, a minister. They have a function to guide people, but it isn't where our relationship is built. Our relationship is built intimately with Father and with Jesus. And then there's John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. John 14, 12. Greater works than these he will do? Greater works than Jesus? If if someone had said that to me off the street, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, dude. This is Jesus telling us this. Why do we not settle that into the realization of what power we've been given? Not to be arrogant, but to be humble and to walk in this amazing space of agape love that truly has dominion over all evil and the ability to heal, to move mountains from here to there, abilities to say, peace, be still and stop storms. That All of that is said in John 14, 12. That's not being a miracle worker. That's being children of God. And when you consider the responsibility that that gives us, that, that the, the stewardship that that provides us, it is such an incredible bit that we've gained. That's where you need the knowledge and you need the wisdom. We're amazing beings. We're, we're profoundly amazing. And half of the reason we're where we are right now is because we've been convinced that we're not. We are so profound as who we are. And we need to honor that and celebrate that and let God know that we understand. And maybe we don't grasp the whole thing, but take time to thank God for the profound greatness of who we are, of what he created. He doesn't hate us. He loves us infinitely. And he trusts us so immensely. If he did not trust us, why would he even bother to keep us here right now? He wiped out a whole bunch of folks in the flood. He has no obligation to deal with evil. And yet here we are in this time, in this place. What amazing souls we are for such a time as this. So remember Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. So I challenge you with this. Which path do you want to seek? I think that's a pretty easy one. But then if you are seeking the ancient paths, are you asking for the ancient paths? Or are you expecting that it will just manifest? Communicate the truth to God in your, in, through your heart and your prayers. Build the real intimate relationship. Let him hear you. Take your burdens to him. Open up your heart with the things that we're not proud of, the things that weigh on us. Let him hear them. It takes time to seal some of this. 
There's no better time than now. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. This is an amazing time to be alive. God is with us and our prayers are right there. Connecting with him, building those bridges, getting deeper in that relationship, healing us. And God will never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I hope you have a very blessed day. I will be on at 2 p.m. on on TV here today, if you want to tune in over there and see my lovely face. Until then, or until the next time, or even this evening, and of course this evening we have Tom Renz on on Bards FM. Great interview coming up. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. So I look forward to seeing you there as well. So have a blessed day. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.